Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect, Bill. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Big Heads Media podcast network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, of course. I'm talking about none other than Christopher Lloyd Colin. Christopher, how the hell are you, my friend? Oh, fantastic, buddy. It never gets old hearing you say two-time Hall of Famer. And actually, quick story, I actually opened an account for somebody today whose brother is a huge Dolphins fan. She asked for my podcast name. I wrote it on my business card. So if we have a new listener brother of person I uh, dealt with today at the bank, welcome to Perfectville, and I really hope you enjoy it. Uh, She said you know, he's a huge Dolphins fan, and uh, we got to talking, and, and she loves sports too, and they love podcasts, so hopefully we garnered a couple more listeners that'd be awesome well there you go welcome to perfectville to all the new citizens of perfectville in case you are new once again i am sam marcu i am the founder co-founder and co-mayor of perfectville christopher Cullen is the co-founder and co-mayor as well as the town doctor uh in the town of perfectville mm. so dr christopher Cullen, hall of famer twice over uh out there selling the show Congratulations, Chris! Uh, you get you get you're going to get an extra commission bonus for those two extra listeners that we're going to get this uh, this episode and beyond. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. That's what we do it for. That's exactly what he's going to get as a dollar bill. That's his commission. That's his extra <laughs> commission for getting us a couple more listeners to the ever growing population of Perfectville. Well, Chris, it is today is March tenth, two thousand twenty. Um, there's nothing really significant about this date, uh, other than the fact that it's you and I recording, and uh, we kind of were just talking off air, and we're like, "Well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know." But we should probably put an episode out before all of our citizens start yelling at us for not putting an episode out for two weeks so we just decided you know what it's march 10th 2020 we are going to just talk about the top five things that are important for the miami dolphins right now this is like the dead season for all things nfl but even with that being said there are some things that we should be excited about so we're just going to kick them around we're going to let you know we're going to let give you the opportunity to educate yourself through not only myself but the phd doctor himself christopher Christopher Cullen, whose name I can barely say, letting you know what is the most important top five things to know and be aware of right now for the Miami Dolphins. Chris, why don't you go first? I could have muted, but I'm not going to. That's ridiculous. Please cut that out. No, that Um, is uh, that actually this is why. See. We're going to have to suspend this podcast. There are now thousands of people listening to this thinking, oh, my God, Chris is dying from COVID-19. And once again, the number 19 strikes Miami as a curse. Uh, There it is. Christopher Cullen, are you okay on the other side of the United States right now dying? 155th (laughs) episode, and I can't. I finally choke on the beer I'm drinking during the show. That's funny. God, you're acting like the um, early 2000 Dolphins in December, just choking over there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I went down the wrong pipe. Um, uh, I'm going to sound terrible for the next five minutes. 
you always sound terrible. You, you're going to sound terrible for the next Thank 55 you. minutes on this show. That's what yes. that's what you do. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> we talked our last uh, we talked our last episode uh, about the 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 combine, the underwear Olympics, so to speak, and um, the combine came and went. And I wanted to start for number one. You know, for our top five things that are happening right now. You mean number uh, the, five? The com- number five. Yeah, let's yes. let's talk about the combine. Let's talk okay. about the combine. The combine ended. What happened? I'm gonna I, I, I'll kind of jump in. I want to get your opinion on things too. Uh, the combine was great. So they they did it in prime time. Um, the players showed up, and one thing that jumped out to me, and the thing that jumped out to me the most was this is the and we kind of talked about it last episode, but this is really gonna hammer the nail down. This has to be one of the best drafts in recent memory to have a ton of draft picks. There is so much influx of insane talent in this draft coming out. It's unbelievable. Watching every position, the linebackers, the safeties, the DBs, the receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, the linemen, every single one of them, there's guys that are just like hitting max 40s, max bench presses, max broad jumps, and their tape, watching them break down the tape of these guys, you're like watching it and you're like, holy shit, Jordan Love's pretty good. Like, he's like the fourth best quarterback. And you're like, god damn, like, I I can definitely see. Because it's never been a perfect science. It never will be a perfect science when it comes to scouting and um, deciding what players are going to be good and what what aren't in the NFL. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, for example, uh, if he redid it, would be the first overall pick of the NFL draft if his draft class came out again. But he went, you know, in the the 10s somewhere. Um, And so so every time you look at this in every draft, I start – thinking now the longer I've been doing this and the longer I've been watching it and actually thinking about it, I'm looking at those guys where I'm like, where's going to be the next guy that was like, man, he was a steal of the draft. And you watch this combine and there's so many of them. There's so much talent, Sam, of guys that just performed at a high level for many years in college. A lot of LSU players, uh, a lot of SEC players, a lot of players that are going to be game changers for NFL teams. And with it being so deep and with the quarterback class that's coming out, there's going to be a lot of great players to be had in the mid to late rounds where else in normal drafts would be top five, 10 picks and who better than us, the Miami dolphins have three of those picks in the first round to possibly get three game changers. The mock drafts I've seen, uh, you can mix and match them. There's a website out there um, where you can do your own and kind of let it go like a computer style, except for your pick and the people available. Every time I switch it up, the people available in these picks are unbelievable. Like starters from the get go, no matter where you're picking. And it's like, okay, this is the year Hopefully this is the year where garnering these draft picks, like we said last episode, Chris Greer, hopefully, and will you know, obviously finish strong. This is what he accumulated these picks for because this draft is fucking jam-packed. It is a jam-packed draft, and uh, I didn't watch the combine as much as you did, but I did follow it, and I, you know, I was taking a look at the headlines, and there were a couple things that stood out to me. Number one, you're absolutely right. The amount of talent across a, a lot of positions of need for the Miami Dolphins this year is just staggering. Um, also, what's staggering to me is just seeing the type of athlete that we're seeing now in 2020 versus even 10 years ago. You know, I'm convinced yeah. that if you put today's athletes up against the greats of the NFL, I'm talking about the Joe Montana. I'm talking about the Dan Marinos, the John Elways, the even the Peyton Mannings. The athlete that you see today is just a better, like more scientifically designed 
athlete for football in particular than any other era. And that's always going to continue to be the case. I mean, you could make the case for the NBA, baseball, uh, with all the advancements in technology and working out and analytics and all that other stuff. That was always going to be the case. But I just think they're just better football players, which makes me excited just in general to watch the football uh, season coming up here in 2020. Um, but the quarterback, this is how good the, the quarterback class is. We were convinced a guy who had a separated hip um, is going to be our savior. And I think we all still are convinced by that. But you had people like Justin Herbert that every Miami Dolphin fan hates. They absolutely hated him. And then after so the weird. combine, after his workouts, everyone's like, well, it wouldn't be so bad if we had Justin Herbert, would it? I mean, look how good he is. Look how tall he is. Look how good of an athlete he is. And then Jordan Love comes on the scene, and you're like, well, geez, do we really need to spend a top-five draft pick on a quarterback? We could get Jordan Love like in the late first round. Maybe that's the way to go, and then we spend money on a linebacker or, or running back or, or offensive lineman early. I mean, there are so many options just at the quarterback position this year. It makes you excited to be a Dolphins fan. And that's not to mention all those other positions of need where they're just super deep, deep and talented. I mean, even wide receiver Chris we have one of the best wide receiving cores right now in the NFL but if you were to make a case to go get an, uh, a wide receiver in the draft early like second round I'd be okay with it because there's so much talent there so um, the combine exposed what I thought it would expose but even on a greater level and that is there's so much talent in this draft and the Miami Dolphins have so many draft picks Chris uh, that it's it seems impossible for them to miss on all of these I mean even if they hit on half of these draft picks we're going to be sitting pretty for a very long time uh, which leads me to my number four Chris number four which is speaking of draft picks, the Miami Dolphins uh, today on March 10th, 2020, were awarded two more draft picks through the compensatory compensatory pick draft process here, Chris. We now have a fourth rounder for losing Jawan James, and we have a seventh rounder for losing Cam Wake. Uh, a couple years ago, I don't think that would ever be the case. I don't think Cam Wake would get a, a less of a return than Jawan James. But nevertheless, the Miami Dolphins now have two more draft picks in the 2020 draft, which I think brings their grand total to all of them. The Miami Dolphins now have all of the draft picks in the 2020 draft. So this is exciting. What do you think of the new fourth rounder and seventh rounder for those two guys leaving Cam Wake and Juwan James? All that screams to me is package. Package to trade up if we need yeah. it. Um, it or, or find someone. Like you said, the depth in this draft is unreal. Um, doing those mocks, I'm talking like late second, early third. You're getting receivers like uh, Peoples-Jones from Michigan available. And uh, he played with lackluster quarterback play in college. That kid's a damn good receiver. I, I mean, there is just so much talent where I – battle myself with trading up to get a great player or keeping all your picks and just literally accumulating as many people as possible because um, you, you know, tongue in cheek said we have all the picks, but we literally have 16 picks in the NFL draft. A lot of them uh, after or before the fourth round, which is unbelievable when it comes to an NFL draft. That's this stacked with talent. So Chris Greer has to sit there and you have to think, and it's something we talked about before where it's like, do you want one Ndamukong Sue for 60 million a year? Or do you want like five really good players for 10 million a year? Because that's, what we're looking at here, where we can actually bring in a lot of talent, a lot of guys that are going to fall down the board because the receiver, because the running back, and because the quarterback position is so deep this year. There's going to be safeties, corners, linebackers that are falling down into the second round that would be surefire first round, mid first round picks in other drafts, other not as deep drafts. So you're like thinking to yourself, wow, we need to keep these because who knows who's going to fall to us in those positions. So Chris Greer is in a, a very uh, first world problem spot. It's nice to have. I mean, he's sitting there right now. He's like, man, I can use all these and trade up. 
with a guy that I know is a surefire thing, or I can just sit back and let the BPA best players available fall to me. And honestly, Sam, at this point, obviously, we won't know until the pads come on and they play. But it's hard to even um, disagree with them either way because both look like great options. Like, did he accumulate these picks to trade up, or is he just going to sit back and pick all all the players? Just get them all. Or, or, I mean, if you look at it, look, like you said, 16 picks. And we talked about, you know, getting those compensatory picks, screams of maybe, you know, getting rid of some of those picks for the sake of going up and getting a player that you want. We know you can't trade the compensatory picks, but once you have another fourth rounder, maybe you can trade the other fourth rounder that you have and package that up and move up and get another second round talent if you need to move back into the second round of somebody's sliding that you need to go get or whatever the case may be. That's what Chris and I mean when we're talking about that. But that's the thing. It doesn't even have to be necessarily trading those picks to go up and get a player this year. They could trade a couple of those picks and then go get draft picks for next year in 2021 and start you know, doing the New England Patriot thing where you always have picks in the pipeline and then you can use them however you need to. If you need to trade up or you need to stay there or you need to trade out and, and get picks for you know a later date and a later round, later year. Um, I really like what Chris Greer has done here. I, I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. I think these compensatory picks on top of it, he let go of Cameron Wake and Juan. James, let's be honest, neither one of those guys was going to equate to more wins for the Miami Dolphins in 2019. We got draft picks for them that we otherwise would not have gotten if we tried to go out and trade those guys had they not been free agents, of course. Um, so, so we have all kinds of options here. I, I personally think you have to start looking at this financially now and say, can we afford to draft 16 <laughs> players and then give them contracts and then re-sign a bunch of them in two, three, four, five years? I don't think you can. Now, not all of them are going to pan out, so I'm going to be cut and you know move on and things like that. But um, we may have to start looking at this and say, we have an embarrassment of riches of draft picks. Maybe we do need to package an extra fifth rounder to go move up, even though um, we might not need to due to a draft chart or because another team doesn't need it. But we might want to get rid of a pick or two just to go up and go get more, um, you know, highly graded talent rather than stay back just because we have an extra pick and say, shit, why not? Why not trade out of the fourth round back into the third round and get a third round talent instead of just waiting and, re, you know, readjusting and do it on day three. So I'm looking forward to it. But speaking of compensatory picks here, it's not only the Miami Dolphins that got picks here. Uh, I mentioned the New England Patriots, Chris. The New England Patriots got four compensatory picks. Uh, two of mm. them are third rounders. So once again, you look at their model, even though, you know, certain people might be leaving, even though they look like their dynasty is about to end, uh, they still have this machine that knows how to collect picks and knows how to prune talent that might be good but doesn't need to be there to move the needle for them. They went 12-4 and four last year, and they're getting compensatory picks in the third round, meaning they got go of talent, and they still went 12-4. and four. That's what we need to strive mm. to be for the Miami Dolphins. We need to figure out how to get rid of talent that doesn't move the needle in a negative or positive way for us other than to get us draft picks to fill that pop line and continue to be young and continue to build that bench. I, I think that's very impressive that the New England Patriots got four comp- compensatory picks, two of them are third rounders, which is the highest you can get on that compensation uh, pick um, scale there. Yeah, for them to be able to do that is unbelievable, and that's where we need to be. Like you said, we need to strive to be that Patriot uh, way. I don't care how much we hate them uh, as a rival in their division, but what they're doing up there in New England and what Bill Belichick has done where he always lets a guy go a year early rather than a year late – um, and that's something that we never do. We never do that. We always sign a guy a year late and you know keep somebody way too long. And and that and that's this is the difference here. And 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 we're we're saying the same thing. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Chris, but I'm not really sorry. I I, I just wanted to make this point. <laughs> the New England Patriots went 12 and four last year. They won the AFC East again. 
They went to the playoffs and lost in the first round. And the New England Patriots fan base is absolutely furious about the failure of a season they just had. Now, mm. the Miami Dolphins went 5-11, and 11, uh, were in dead last, um, had the least amount of talent you could possibly have on an NFL team, were lambasted and just completely trashed by commentators throughout the season that they were a dangerous organization. And Miami Dolphins fans are thrilled at the five wins. That's the difference in the mental you know, expectation between Patriots fans and Dolphins fans. We're happy over five wins. They're pissed over 12 and a playoff exit in the first round. I would love to be pissed about being 12-4 and four and, not, and not winning the Super Bowl one year. Yeah, that's and that's where we're striving. Oh, hey! Oh, I just gave you the coronavirus via oh microphone. You just you can you you spit to your microphone and then it came through my <laughs> earphones and now I'm dying. This is your fault. We have the title of the episode, of course, is going to be <laughs> coronavirus and perfect bill question mark. Um, so yeah, um, exactly. Like I know I made you sick to even say that that we should be like yeah. the Patriots, but you're right. Yeah, you know, th- those fans are so spoiled, and 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 I don't hate them for it. Like it's one of those things where it's like, I, dude, I would give anything to be mad at 12 wins again. Like, are you kidding me? Where like 10 wins was the norm or the bare basement that we expected as a Dolphins fans in the late 90s, early 2000s. We we're constantly in a playoff route. A wild card was like a, it, that wild card sucked. We wanted to win a division, but we'd take it, I guess. And then we would be happy with, you know, 11, 12, 13 wins. Now, like you said, like we're expecting seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Um, uh, we we got to be done with that. We got to get done with that. And the way we do that is by hitting on these draft picks, hitting with free agents. We signed with the money and that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, that's how you're going to do it. So, so far we've talked about number five on this list, Chris, of course, the uh, the fallout of the combine, some of the, the just the pure athletes that we're seeing work out in their underwear that we're excited to see work out in uh, underwear and then with pads on for the Miami Dolphins and other teams. Number four being the compensation picks, compensatory picks for the Miami Dolphins and others. What is number three on this list, kind sir? Number three. Okay, three is big for me, uh, but not as big as number one. I'm saving number one because I got gifted the three, three picks today. So we're going to save that and that's coming up soon uh hopefully but number three is free agency free agency mm. is upon us sam free agency is here it's on the uh it's on the doorstep and there's a lot of free agents out there a lot of free agent uh safeties corners quarterbacks and free agency starts the tampering period is sunday i believe and then like monday the league year begins there's talks of the new cba the um, uh, franchise tag has been pushed back, yada, yada. It's kind of crazy time to be alive right now as football fans. Like you said, dead zone, but not really. There's a lot of things going on in the background. But, Sam, I'm going to hit you with something really quick. Number right. three, three being my favorite number, as we talked about before, is 33. Um, so number three is going to be a little bit special. I'm going to hit you with this. We have all those draft picks. Mm-hmm. All the talk and all the rage is who we're picking at quarterback at number five. I'm going to ask you this. Is there a free agent quarterback out there that Chris Greer – I like twisting movies, okay? I like M. Night Shyamalan. I like twisting movies. Tell me right now if let, – let's take it off the table. No quarterbacks getting picked in the first round because Chris, Chris Greer has a plan. His plan is to either build around a Teddy Bridgewater, a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees, a Phillip Rivers, a, a Taysom Hill, uh, anybody. There, there's free agents out there. Twist. Twist right now. There is no draft pick. His only plan of option is sign a free agent and then use his draft picks to build around him. What quarterback do you see in this free agent market that Chris Greer is like, this is the guy 
I'm going to just completely surprise everybody. I'm going to take Simmons from Clemson at number five, and I'm signing this guy to be our franchise quarterback. Honestly, the only answer to that question is Tom Brady. And and I know the Miami Dolphins fans out there are hating this New England Patriots suck fest that I'm having here in California right now. But let's be honest. Um, Taysom Hill, uh, I think they they dropped a franchise tag on him of a first-round compensation. We're not going to give a first-round pick for Taysom fucking Hill. I'm sorry, we're just not. Drew Brees has already said that he's going back to New England. Or, I'm sorry, back to New Orleans to run it back one last time with those Saints. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is an interesting one. I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is somebody who deserves to have another starting spot in the in the NFL, or at least a chance to. Um, but if it comes down to Teddy Bridge, Bridgewater for two years or Tom Brady for two years, I'm sorry. I, we have more money than God. I would throw everything at Tom Brady and say, come play for us. We're going to build this massive uh, uh, offensive line around you. We're going to put defensive you know pieces around you with all the other money that we have. Come play with us. Come retire in Miami, South Beach as an old man. Piss off every single Patriots fan that has ever existed over the last 20 years to see Tom Brady in a goddamn Miami Dolphins uniform, that's what I would go just for the storyline itself. But that would be the only answer, and that's not going to happen in my opinion. But you said, gun to my head, we're not using a draft pick on a quarterback. We're going to go get one as a free agent. I would say it would be Tom Brady. What do you say? Well, so let me ask you this. So here's my question. Um, What if – right now there's a team, and I won't mention team, but you'll probably guess it based on what I'm saying. There's a team right now playing chicken. Okay, they have a quarterback that's 26 years old, uh, waiting for a contract, not being abrasive about it, not out loud talking about how he needs to be paid. And there's a lot of rumors of a franchise tag, but maybe not right now. Supposedly, this quarterback has been offered the highest contract in the NFL for a quarterback. So more than Russell Wilson, more than these guys. Would you think about the opportunity three first round draft picks two next year if you're worried about two as medicals if you think herbert and love are just a huge step below the top two what are your thoughts on calling mr gambling man himself jerry jones about dak prescott what are your thoughts on that I'm not a believer in Dak Prescott. I, I, I just yeah. I've never looked at Dak Prescott and said, "Yep, that's the guy." Now you look at other other young quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, and you go, "Dude, that guy's going to be a stud for the next 15 years." I look at Dak yeah. Prescott and I go, "I just don't see it. I don't know what it is. Somebody tell me <clears throat> what it is about Dak Prescott that he should be getting the largest contract of any player in the history of the NFL. What is it about Dak Prescott that makes him special, Chris? I just don't see it." Well, I, I think a lot of it is uh, where he plays and who he plays for. It's the spotlight, uh, right? Of, That's all it is. Yeah, he, a lot of national he, TV games. He's he's uh, he's Kyle Kuzma from the L.A. Lakers. He's not that good. He's just playing next to Anthony Davis and LeBron James for the L.A. freaking Lakers. I mean, that Dak Prescott's playing for the Cowboys. That's the only reason that I can think of. He's the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, a.k.a. America's team. I just don't see him as a fit anywhere else and leading a team to a Super Bowl. I just don't think he would be a good fit for the Miami Dolphins. What about a guy we right the wrong from years past, a guy that we let go, a guy that moved on after us and had success, a guy that's free this offseason, and no, I'm not talking about Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) I'm I'm talking about Drew Brees. 
bring him in, pay him, steal him from the Saints. Tell him that you got the team, you got the idea to build around them. You're one to two years away. We need you, Drew. Let's fix this mistake of the universe. Let's correct the un- uncorrectable from Nick Satan himself, Osabin Bin Lion, and get your ass to South Beach in Miami in a warm weather for your shoulder and your mole on your face. And let's get a Super Bowl back to Miami, Drew Brees. What say you? I honestly thought you were going to pull the red herring and go with Chad Henney and or Matt Moore with that description, but no, you went Drew Brees. Uh, I would be, you know what? That would be awesome if we're like we signed a former NFL or a former Miami Dolphins quarterback. He's coming back, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, we brought Ryan Tannehill back. This is crazy." I mean, he's thirty-two years old, but he had a lot of success with Tennessee. I think you know maybe that's maybe he he's learned how to how to do things right. He's going to be our quarterback for the next eight years because he knows how to be a Tom Brady fountain of youth sort of guy. And we're like, no, we're talking about Chad Henney, and he's just there like, "What's up? How's it going?" Are you, you guys okay over there? Fuck yeah. uh, I got myself a Super Bowl ring, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. How, are you guys okay? You guys, you guys okay over there? All right. I love it how he's a slightly slower Matthew McConaughey. It, well, he is a slightly slower Matthew McConaughey. That's exactly who he is. I mean, that's exactly why I did Imagine that. Imagine we signed Drew Brees to be quarterback and Ryan Tannehill to be receiver. Boom. You're welcome. Can you imagine if we signed Drew Brees and Tom Brady like we hypothesized in the past and we still had Ryan Fitzpatrick be the starting quarterback? Like that's that would be the <laughs> ultimate troll job. Like we're just like no, we're going to we're going to put all these starting quarterbacks that everyone else wants and we can afford it and they're just going to sit on the yeah. sidelines and we're going to go 7 and 9 with Ryan Fitzpatrick, ride or die bitches, ride or die. That's the most Miami thing ever. They're just in tropical t-shirts and like literally sunbathing on the the, the sideline just waiting for retirement. That is so South Florida. It's unbelievable. And actually, it, this is the red herring you have mentioned before. We're going to just take all the quarterbacks. Yeah. You didn't mean the draft. You met free agents. Them. We're just going to sign them all. Tannehill at receiver. We put Teddy Bridgewater at running back. Drew Brees and Tom Brady going to sit on the sideline. Ryan Fitzpatrick still our starting quarterback. Yeah, it's going to look like uh, what's that movie with Sylvester Stallone? The the replacements or the the, the irreplaceables or the the old man action movie star? What the fuck's the name of that movie franchise? There, uh, the Unbreakables? No, well, somebody help me out. So one of the citizens there is just screaming oh, at their phone right now. The Expendables. We're just going to have the yeah. Expendables of quarterbacks. We're just going to have all these veterans that are thirty five plus standing on the sideline, not doing anything, and then we're just going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. Like guys, I don't even want to play. You know, we should get all of those guys. This is what we should do. We should get all those guys. Keep Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, <laughs> keep Josh Rosen, uh, draft a quarterback, go get Tom Brady, go get Drew Brees, and then we get Matt Moore, who doesn't even want to play. He just wants to be the backup, and we make him the starter. He wants to be a scout the- for us. He yeah. was a scout for us before he signed. Yeah, no, but we make him the starting quarterback, even though him and his wife are like, dude, we don't even want to play. We just want to collect a paycheck and not get hurt. And we're like, no, you're out there with that shitty offensive line, and all of these guys on the sideline are going to cheer you on. Cheer him on, Tom. Cheer him on, Drew. Cheer him on, Fitzpatrick. Do it. And he's just out there getting murdered. Like, I, I don't want to be here. I should retire. Yeah, or just be some, do something crazy that people don't even know about and just put like three quarterbacks in the backfield and you don't know which center is going to snap it to with no linemen and just do something crazy like the XFL or like we did with our fake extra point and we got the yeah. two-point conversion. Just completely mix it up. Somebody think of something crazy. This is your job, not mine. I'm not here to coach. Like, why are you asking me? Yeah, let's just get weird with it. But here, all kidding aside, here this is the this is the biggest thing of free agency that I'm looking forward to, and I don't think it affects the Miami Dolphins directly. In that, I don't think he's coming to South Beach. But I I would I am rooting 
I am outwardly rooting Chris for Tom Brady to go anywhere other than the AFC East. Um, yes. Even if he were to go to the Jets or the Bills, I would root for that other than him staying with the New England Patriots. I want Tom Brady out of this division. I want the New England Patriots to have to hasten their rebuild to this season because Tom Brady takes you know a fat paycheck from the Chargers or the Raiders or wherever it is that he possibly might go. I want him to go anywhere but New England and just watch the Boston sports media and all their fans freak the fuck out. That is why number one goal in free agency is to root for Tom Brady to go anywhere but the New England Patriots in 2020. Oh, absolutely. Just that's the NASCAR fan of us that we want to see a car crash. Obviously, no one hurt. We want to see a car crash. That, that, that's exciting. That's fun. We want to see somebody put through a table in a WWE pay-per-view. That, that, that's excitement. And we want to see Tom Brady leave New England, leave Belichick there because because this it, it, it changes everything. If Tom oh, leaves, absolutely. It, it, there adds so much drama and so many storylines. If Tom leaves and doesn't have success, oh, it must have been Belichick. Or if Tom leaves and does have success and Belichick le- you know, loses eight games, well, he, Tom carried him his whole career. Legacies are at stake here, and Belichick makes the decisions on these uh, on, on these um, uh, signings and player personnel moves. Belichick's making – he's got a huge decision to make. It really is. He's normally brass tacks, fucking treats everybody the same, and uh, Akeem Tlaib – was on you know on NFL Network during my lunch today. He's saying that like you feel good as a mid-level player because you're getting traded exactly the same as Tom Brady or or, or like uh, Vrabel and all these guys. Like that's how Belichick was. He can't do that with this because his legacy is literally at stake because he was terrible with the Browns. He goes to the Patriots. Tom Brady comes along. They're winning Super Bowls. If Brady leaves, the Patriots stink without him. Belichick is now he's a great coach. Like I'm not literally saying that at all, but that narrative is there and they're competitive guys. They're, they're, they're competitive. We all are. Anybody that's ever played the sport is. And if for you to even think there's even a ounce of possibility that your legacy is tarnished because you're not the guy or you got carried by somebody else, you, you can't have that. And you want to stop that. At all. And there's also the competitiveness where he'll want to be good without Tom to prove he didn't need him. So there's all kinds of things in play here. And you're, you're right. It's the most exciting thing in free agency. And it starts with less than a week. And you want Tom Brady, if you're a Dolphins fan, to go to an NFC team that's going to be a contender because here's the thing. Belichick has already proven that year that Tom Brady got hurt that he could win with a quarterback named Matt fucking Castle, right? They won 10 games that year and they got – or 11 actually and they got to the playoffs. We won Um, the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, we won the division via tiebreaker, but they had 11 games won with Matt Castle as their quarterback for 13 of those 60, or no, for like 15 and a half of those 16 games. Yeah, it was games. the first game, yeah. Uh, so Belichick can can coach the hell out of the ball. He can cheat with anybody behind center. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but what I want, if, if the Miami Dolphins aren't going to follow our plan that you and I laid out to make them the Super Bowl champs in 2020 and we aren't going to be that team, then here's what I want. I want Tom Brady to go to an NFC team, and I want that NFC team to go to the Super Super Bowl, and I want the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl, and I want the Patriots to face a Tom Brady-led NFC team and just watch the world implode. I would sit back with all the popcorn. I don't even like popcorn, and I would eat it and laugh maniacally through the entire Super Bowl watching this entire cluster because either way, it's going to be one of the biggest stories of all time. So not that I would ever root for the Patriots to ever win or Tom Brady to ever win, but if the Tom Brady-led, I don't know, fucking Vikings got to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, you'd best believe 
believe I am rooting for those fucking Vikings to beat the Patriots just to watch Patriot fans cry in their beers, their Sam Adam lagas, because Tom Brady <laughs> traded against them and won with the fucking Vikings in this scenario. It would be fan-fucking-tastic. That is what I am looking forward to in free agency. That would be the start of the implosion of the New England franchise. Like that would just be, that'd be incredible. Like you said, in a fantasy world, the Dolphins aren't going to be good. That I would like to see something like that too. Because as a fan of the of the game of football, I like drama. I like excitement. Like this game this past year, the Super Bowl was fucking awesome. Like Chiefs and Forty ers Like these guys are just, uh, you know, high high level defense against high level offense. We knew it was going to be a good game. It wasn't going to be like the Seahawks and game of you know two thousand six, whatever it was. It was the most boring bullshit have you ever seen um you, you want excitement for if, especially if you don't have a dog in the fight you want something fun to watch and if it was some kind of storyline like that oh buddy that would be fun absolutely well that is number three we're looking forward to free agency that's happening next week it is march 10th right now as we record this next week is when the free agency fun kicks off and we'll see where the miami dolphins get what the patriots bills and jets do uh who's coming who's going and start kind of figuring out what our roster is going to look like in 2020 and how and when we're going to be competitive i'm looking forward to that chris as are you number two on this list for me chris number two number two uh is something that uh, i talked about on the last episode you announced on twitter and of course this is coming up in April. We said this is the number one thing that people need to pay attention to during the offseason. Of course, I'm talking about the NFL draft. Now, this year, the NFL yeah. draft is being held in Las Vegas. Uh, Chris, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at the Miami Dolphins draft party at a place called Tommy Rockers. Uh, and you said something on Twitter shortly after our last episode of Perfectville, and that was what, Chris? We are looking into going to Vegas. That's what we said. We wanted to look into it. Yeah, you are and, looking into it, and uh, what what came of that looking into? <laughs> um, one of the craziest things my wife and I have ever done, we, within a maybe a day or two period, said, wow, that'd be crazy, that'd be fun, yeah, that'd be cool. And then we're like, actually, we can fucking do this. And uh, we actually lined up um, one of our football family members to watch Zachary for a couple of days, and we said, fuck it. On my birthday, I booked a uh, flight round trip and a hotel uh, stay at the Aria MGM and my wife and I are actually this is funny you don't even know this last night my wife and I were like what are we going to do it's going to be so busy of people uh, we're, we're nervous about uh, Uber you know maybe ripping you off or anything we heard that was good whatever we said fuck it Sam we said fuck it you want to hear how bougie the two-time Hall of Famer is and Dr. Chris Cullen is him and his wife we just booked a fucking Escalade limo to pick <laughs> us up from the airport to take us to and from the Aria airport with a free bottle of champagne. Is that a little bit much? I think it is, but it's our first trip to Vegas, and I don't give a shit. I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. I am showing up to the Aria MGM with a fucking chauffeur letting me out. People are going to be like, oh, who the fuck is that? That's a fucking sweet Escalade, and the only person that's going to pop out is the fucking two-time Hall of Fame Dr. Chris Cullen and wife. In tow with our first trip, Sam, first trip. I've been dating this gal since 2006. We have never – she has a had a six-year-old daughter at the time we started dating. We had our son. We have never in our six – you know, whatever, 14 years of being together had a trip of just me and her. This is our that first is insane. trip to Vegas. Yeah, it, it's in, unbelievable. We've always had a third – or fourth or fifth with us. This is our first trip with just me and her. We are so excited. We are going to fucking Sin City, dude, and I'm pumped. 
Well, I have to tell you, uh, I'm pumped as well. I'm so excited you're going to be there. Travis Wingfield is going to be there as a member of the Miami Dolphins media. I'm going to be there. I'm looking to possibly do some radio spots while we're out there. Obviously, you and I are going to get together and do uh, something with Perfectville, whether it's a live um, you know, broadcast or we're just going to record live and then send that out later. I'm not exactly sure. We're going to figure that out. I'm so excited for all the possibilities that can happen. In fact, last weekend, Chris, I was in Palm Springs slash Indio, California for some shows. That's about three and a half to four hours away from Vegas. I woke up Saturday morning with nothing to do until eight o'clock at night. I got in my rental car and I drove to Vegas. I had lunch by myself on the strip, just looking around going, yep, I'm going to be back in here, back here in a month for the, for the draft Damn. with all my Dolphins people. And I turned around an hour and a half after driving four hours, got back in my car, drove back through the desert to go do my gigs that night. And I was totally fine with it. I was totally fine being around all those gross, disgusting people. I saw a guy who had a shirt that said, I love to fart. I laughed. I got back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I drove back. I drove back to uh, Indio, California, and did my shows at, at the casino that I was at. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be so much to do. There's going to be so many activities. Um, you know, I, maybe we could practice karate while we're there. I don't know. There's going to be so many things. There's only one thing, Chris. <laughs> one thing, and this goes as part of number two that we have to be concerned about in this draft. And that Ooh. is, of course, um, something that I think you and I have contracted while talking for the last 40 minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, of course, the coronavirus. If you, the epic if radio you, tease. Yes, if you heard got diagnosed. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a doctor. I mean, you're able to write us a prescription yes. for whatever it is we need. Um, wouldn't it be ironic if this coronavirus, the actual cure, was to drink corona? Like, I would probably die because corona is shit beer, but wouldn't that be funny? Anyway, um, Chris... You heard him cough at the beginning of the show. You heard me wheeze halfway through the show. Uh, this is a very serious topic, this whole coronavirus, COVID-19, to the point where we're starting to see things get canceled here, there, and everywhere. I was supposed to be at a, a comedy show tonight, Chris, that got canceled due to the coronavirus. Um, I'm going to tell you a quick story. This weekend, I'm going to be at the San Jose Improv, which is a massive 455-seat theater for comedy. I am there. I had asked them specifically for this weekend because at San Jose Improv this weekend is a comic that you may have heard of named Named Norm McDonald. Oh now, my God. Yeah, exactly. Norm McDonald is a guy who's been a hero of mine in terms of comedy for a very long time. I follow everything that he does, his talk shows, his movies, his radio appearances, his stand-up comedy specials, all of it. I purposely asked the booker, the head of talent, could I do this weekend? And they said, we'll let you know as we get closer. They gave me the weekend. I was doing backflips when I found out earlier today, only to find out that Norm McDonald fucking canceled, and he will not oh. be there this weekend due to the coronavirus outbreak that's happening in San Jose. So I am now book to do this show with a couple of other comics, which don't get me wrong. I'm excited to be there with the other comics. Anytime I get to do comedy in front of a bunch of people, I'm excited. But I was super excited to be with Norm MacDonald and finally meet one of my heroes. And this is now the second time that I've had this opportunity and it's been pulled out from underneath me. <laughs> and it's just the most Miami Dolphins thing ever that, hey, I'm finally going to meet one of my heroes. Just kidding. There's a deadly pandemic virus going out there and he's not going to be around so instead of hanging out with norm mcdonald i'm now going to be catching this virus or spreading this virus to a bunch of other people and not norm mcdonald so that's my bummer with the coronavirus and it started getting me to think uh oh if this can be pulled for me now this might get pulled from us in a month if nothing has been uh settling down here chris this whole thing might get canceled unfortunately and i'm really hoping it doesn't number one yeah, and that's my number one. So uh, my number one is we're cursed. 
So yes. we, we talked about this off the air. I'm just going to double down on this because I've already mentioned it. I prefaced it. Radio tease. Here you go. My wife and I have been together for 14 years. We have bought swag already. We have bought a limo. We have uh, gotten and signed up for an American Airlines credit card to get rewards points because there's a bonus because we are fucking flying to Vegas. We are excited. We are so – I mean, Sam, my nights, the last few nights, we've been um, – cutting back the, the drinking during the week and exercising. We want to get and walking. We, you know, we got to get ready for the strip. So we've been working out. After that, we, we sat on the couch and we put on YouTube. We were watching vlogs, Sam. I'm watching vlogs of Las Vegas. I'm watching hacks. Did you know there's a hack, a trick, a hack? I love that word, hack. Uh, a, a trick that you can do if you have a second party. You can sit at a computer roulette table side by side and I vote I, I I bet black she bets red and unless it hits green you're washing baby and they're bringing you free drinks that's a hack I found out watching vlogs that's all I've been doing for weeks we bought a limousine with champagne complimentary and guess what the fucking next bird flu or Ebola is going to ruin this fucking thing. <laughs> like, it's fucking unbelievable. Like, we are ready to go to Las Vegas. I got a sitter lined up for my 12-year-old son. I've got work agreeing. No one was off. I was able to get off work. It was no problem. We have a possibility of, like, like you said, doing some things with the Miami Dolphins and talking with Travis and hanging out, maybe getting on air, uh, getting our shit out there, bringing some swag, meeting some fans. I got a fucking shirt printed at City. Yes. on my bed right now, Sam. Yes. It's a Miami Dolphins logo on the front. On the back, it says number 33, and the name tag says two-time HOF. I am ready to the fucking gills for Las Vegas, and we are cursed, and I'm not going to be able to wear it. I'm going to have to wear it around my house as a pajama shirt because I can't return it. It's fucking customized, and it's going to sit there, and that's just our luck, and that's what we're talking about, Sam. That's our luck as Dolphins fans. That's our luck as the first draft I've ever gone to in my life. It's going to be the NFL draft in Las Vegas. I've never been in Las Vegas. We've been just studying, looking at tips, looking at tricks, finding. We've been playing fucking the Sam. This is stu- this is news to you. We've been me and my wife have been playing slots on our phone. There's a game. It's Vegas Rewards. If you just play fucking free slots, if you grind long enough, and we've been grinding, if you grind long enough, you can earn things like free buffets and shit, like stuff that can get comped anyways. We're doing that just because we're so excited for Vegas, and we're going to not even have the opportunity to go because a bunch of fucking Chinese men just snored, oh, sneezed on people. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's where it began. I mean, seriously, everybody's sneezing, everybody's coughing, everybody's getting sick, and, and like the career coronavirus of all things a shitty beer like you said is going to curse us from going to las vegas and that's just our story that's our life and that's number one for the top five things going on right now because we are like 43 days out and i'm literally questioning if i'm going to lose two thousand dollars on a plane flight in a hotel because they won't refund it okay so many things to unpack uh with that rant that i'm pretty sure lasted 13 days uh Number one, I disagree with you. I don't like the word hack, but I'm a comedian, so that means something completely different for me than it does you. So uh, number two, you can just sit at a video poker bar. You don't even have to play, and they'll feed you drinks. So I know you like to do all these hacks and everything, but I you could literally just sit there. See, I need you to teach put- me. This is good. This is good things. I'm watching these videos, giving them views, and they don't even deserve them. Where I got Sam right here, who's an ultimate pro. He goes and drives to go to lunch in Vegas, can tell me yeah. how to do things, buddy. I just want free drinks, man. I, I'll just text you next time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then number three, uh, and this is probably the most important thing. I love, I see, this is what I love about Chris Cullen. I, there's a lot of things I love about Chris Cullen, but I love his dedication to certain things. And Chris Cullen will vacation the motherfucking hell out of you. Every yeah. time Chris Cullen goes on vacation, he goes hard. I mean, this is this is a football player, ladies and gentlemen. This is what a football men, player's mentality is. He goes all in. He's studying Vegas. He's doing Vegas hacks. He's playing. He's getting addicted to gambling ahead of time. So that he could be a complete degenerate when he's in Vegas. That is fantastic. I, I mean, I'm so impressed at your prep on this. I mean, uh, it, it doesn't matter. You're going to lose all your money no matter how much you play ahead of time. But you're like, well, at least I'll get the free fucking buffet. That is the most <laughs> Reno, South Lake Tahoe mentality that you're going to be bringing to Vegas that I've ever heard. And I am absolutely thrilled for it. I love it. But you're right. This is one of those things where um, we are cursed. And you will play red and black. And then it will hit green three times in a row and you'll lose all your money and then you'll walk off pissed and forget that the lady didn't even bring you your free beer yet. That's the type of shit that happens when you're a Miami Dolphin. Um, I'm going to go there and I'm going to go try to do comedy. I'm going to fall off the stage and break my hip and I'm not even going to have the money like Tua does to replace it the right way and then I'm just going to walk around with a weird limp for the rest of my life. That's what happens when you're a Miami Dolphin. Here is my concern. We're going to get there. They're not going to cancel it. But then all of our draft players are going to get the coronavirus oh while there. And then they're all going to infect the rest of the fucking team. And then we're going to have to cancel the entire season for the Miami Dolphins. And then we're just going to have to root for, like, the New York, I don't know, Bridgewaters or whatever the fuck the XFL team is that's going to be our replacement team. Battle Hawks. The Battle Hawks. What a stupid name. I'm sorry. I tried to watch the XFL as a side note, and it's not bad football. It's actually kind of fun and interesting. But who the fuck named these teams? These are the worst names I have heard in a very long time. I mean, these sound like Little League Pee Wee football teams. The Battle Hawks? Really? The Battle Hawks? Vince McMahon named these teams. That's who. My God, who would have known that the guy who named Macho Man Randy Savage and the immortal Hulk Hogan could not come up with something better than the Battle Hawks? Um, of course, I'm kidding because those are both shit names for anybody. Like, who walks around like, I'm the Macho Man? Like, honestly, it's it's terrible. Anyway, I, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, toes crossed, eyes crossed, that this goes on without a hitch. Because I want to see you. I want to hang out with you. I want to drink yes. free shitty beer with you and Charlotte. I want to be there at the Aria Casino when you show up in an Escalade and everyone thinks it's going to be a first-round draft pick. And it turns out it's just a middle-aged man who spent way too much money on a stretch Escalade limo. I am looking forward to all of that shit, man. You're right. That is number one. That is what all the citizens of Perfectville should be worrying about right now is your general health and well-being being while in Vegas for the NFL draft. Well, and here's the thing too, is if, if you're going, if you're going, like we are going to be just fucking children. Like I said, <laughs> I started dating my wife at 19. I'm 33 years old. And this is my first trip with my wife. Like we're like actually just having an adult weekend, a week, like half week. It, it's unbelievable. We don't even know what to do with ourselves. So I would love nothing more than to see fans or f- friends of the show, anything like that. And just hang out and have a blast because I, I, I haven't gotten to do that in like 20 years. So that'd be fucking awesome. And in Vegas for the draft, there's going to be so many people there, so much going on. Like you said, Sam, my, my, my limo's going to pull up and be like, holy shit, is that Joe Burrow? And then like my fucking fat <laughs> ass is going to walk out and be like, what's up, buddy? Got my free champagne. Who's ready to play the penny slots? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, I, I, I want to be there. I want to film that, and I want to put that on all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of it. I, I'm going to email our people and be like, look what Chris is calling us up to right now. I want you walking out of there like your Flavor Flav with a big old Miami Dolphins clock necklace and a big old goblet like you're some sort of pimp hand strong guy. Like I just want all of this. this? Guy? Like, yeah, I, that's. I just want all of that to happen all at the same time. Meanwhile, it's, it's Vegas, so you're going to be all dressed to the gills, and you're just going to be sweating your balls off in that weird-ass <laughs> desert heat out there, just like, oh, my God, I made a mistake. It's going to be so much fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be so exciting, which, by the way, switching gears completely, but you talked about 33, uh, 3 being your favorite number, and because of the CC, Chris Cullen, 3-3, three, three, uh, third letter in the alphabet. I have to tell you this story. My daughter plays softball now, and she got uh, she got given the number 3, and she was bummed about it because she's been 24 with all their sports and it's been my thing with Kobe Bryant yada 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 well they didn't give out 24 they retired the number in the league I don't know if it has to do with Kobe Bryant or not point is they didn't give out those numbers she gets number three and she's kind of bummed about it she's like shit like I don't I don't I have no connection to the number three well my daughter's name is Chloe and Chloe starts with a C and I swear to God Chris this is a true story I thought of you I thought of the 33 the Chris Colon and I told my daughter hey what does your name start with? And she goes to C. And I go, what's the third letter in the alphabet? And she goes, C. And I go, what's your number? And she goes, three. And her eyes about fell out of her head. She's now the biggest mark for the number three. Yes! Because it's, she just figured out that the C is the third letter in the alphabet, and her number is number three. So thank you. You got me out of a shitty situation with my seven-year-old daughter who was pissed about the number three and is now head over heels in love with the number three. I, I can't even – as a coach of children, I've been coaching kids for a long time. Um, it, sometimes it takes the weirdest out-of-space thing to, like, get them to buy into something. Um, and honestly, like, I, I didn't know that story. I just heard that for the first time. And I got to say that is one of the coolest things I heard in a long time. That, that's awesome. I'm glad Chloe loves it. And uh, hopefully now she's going to be, like – she's going to be number three forever. And then if she gets older, you can tell her that was Dwayne Wade's number. And she can, like, love that too. And then, yeah, it would be great things. Well, then she got a single, and she ran with the baseball bat in her hands all the way to first base, just like the kid from Problem Child. And I was like, oh, my God, she's going to start cracking skulls here, and I'm going to have to start filling out paperwork. But thankfully, she dropped the bat as she got to first base. So all's well that ends well. Uh, speaking of ending well here, Chris, we went over the top five here. What do we got? We've got the uh, – We've got fuck. I don't even remember what we got. Oh, we got the combine. All yep. the results from the combine. We've got the um, c- compensatory picks for the NFL draft. Number four, uh, number three was what? There, Chris. Uh, number three was um, I wrote it down and I was doodling. Um, <laughs> number three was um, there. It is. Number three was uh, free agents. Yeah, free agents. Yeah, number three. The, uh, this is the top five most important things that our citizens should be aware of right now, and we can't even remember them, and we just talked about them for 45 minutes. Free agency being number three. Number two being um, uh, the actual NFL draft coming up. And then number one, of course, the NFL draft possibly being canceled. And cursed. We're all cursed because yeah. of the coronavirus. There it is. There's your top five things that you, as a citizen of Perfectville and as a doll fan, should be aware of right now. Chris, anything else before we uh, we shove off and, and get prepared for Vegas in a month? Uh, no, I'm put on sunscreen as we speak well there you go you slather yourself in some sunscreen i'm going to text you with all the true hacks in las vegas uh and then we'll see you guys next time here on the next episode of perfectville until then on behalf of the dolphinstalk.com podcast network and the big heads media podcast network goodbye from perfectville later
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.